Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Celtic Stuff Live. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. I'm your host, Justin Poulin. John Dukes with me, and we are 30 minutes to tip off for the Pats-Steelers first Sunday night game of the NFL season. And I know not everybody who listens to this show may even like the NFL, let alone New England sports, but I know you like the Celtics, and so uh, you have to appreciate the fact that we're squeaking this one in uh, before we, we get into the uh, NFL regular season, I guess, as far as our fan base. But there is an interesting story from the NFL that correlates to maybe some grumblings, more John than me, but still grumblings. If you look at somebody like Anthony Davis, we're going to make some Antonio Brown comparisons and parallels on this show, as well as talk about the Celtics' continued sort of I don't know, dominant, not really dominance, but just play in FIBA for players, obviously, as we talked about last week. And now they're on a bit of a roll, and uh, they just beat uh, the Antetokounmpo's uh, to head on to the quarterfinals, John. It got a little snippy towards the end, which I love, because that means we do have an Eastern Conference rivalry, right? you got a couple of Celtics mixing it up. With, I mean, maybe not Giannis really as much. I know there were some words there, but the hard foul being uh, drawn, I guess, by his his brother. Yeah, I love it when we can take a little bit of that into the regular season with us. Sure, yeah. And, and I, you know, I think Greece is probably frustrated. They didn't have the game that they were probably anticipating. Uh, they could make they could hit the broad side of a barn, uh, and and really the let's go say the Celtics. <laughs> you might USA, as well, honestly. Might as well, right? Team USA slash the Celtics uh, were killing it. They were great out there, and uh, they were they were amazing. And I imagine that's what that's what drove not only some of those NBA related frustrations, but uh, you know everything else. And so it was good. It was it was a fun game to watch. Start the day Saturday with uh, we had the the hurricane was kind of churning out in the ocean and lashing uh, at the coast up here. So it was, I'm sitting there watching this as this thing's going on and things are blowing around or whatever, but uh, it was pretty cool. No one, you know, nothing serious at all, but uh, I, I, you know, I think it was, that was the first 
uh, challenge they'd seen in a couple days. The Japan game was really not much of anything. Wow. Uh, but, you know, Whoa I thought a couple out. Yeah. Oh, wow. The Japan it, one was disgusting. No, and no Philly roll in that one either. So, uh, 0 for 2 <laughs> on the Philly Probably, roll. Just to bring everybody in the loop who may not be friends with John and I on Facebook, but, uh, John was out to dinner, uh, with the wife and, uh, I can't remember. You were, I think you were showing off what you were eating. I can't remember exactly what the post drinking. was. Drinking. drinking. Yes, you were drinking. And I yeah. said, Hey, make sure you throw in some sushi. So if anybody actually, uh, you know, listened till the end of last week's episode, you're welcome. You heard a and lot of talk about week. sushi. Yeah. We, did every get, week. we got some Twitter, got some Twitter commentary going it. about sushi. Yeah. Good absolutely. Stuff. So anyway, took another sushi shot at you, John, and uh, no sushi available though. You still haven't had it. Not just I know you said no Philly roll, but that's just a no Philly thing. It has nothing to do with sushi. No, but it, I it was you brought up the Philly roll, and so I was kind of I was just trying to, you know, they anyway. Uh, yes, no, but anyway, look, I'm, but I'm still you still I'm haven't still had sushi. Is my point. The update is that's no correct. sushi yet. Yeah. Correct. All right. All correct. Right. I'm gonna have to do something about that. I'm still a. Oh, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. There's things in my head. I'm not going there. I'm gonna talk basketball. Probably, probably um, better. No. So yeah, did it for the outtakes. <laughs> but no, look. I, I let's let's talk about. There's there's two big takeaways I think for for Team USA. First of all, Kemba's awesome, but but that's not even one of the takeaways. And we hope that that Tatum is back here this week. He's supposed to be reevaluated. Take but your the time. T- Take your time. Right. Well, yes, but I I think as the when the games are important, we need him. Right. Not play in the in the the non important games. But as I'm looking at this, I think. The Japan game and the, the Greece game, I think we saw some improved play and continued pro- improved play from Jalen Brown. Uh, now nine boards, uh, 11, oh, you know, yeah. he's, uh, eight points, nine boards, you know, that's, uh, that's good stuff from him. And if, and he's kind of playing that power forward slot, right? Yes. So he's getting the rebounding numbers, which is something that we definitely need to see. And yeah. he's getting them athletically, but that's something that the Celtics, Definitely desire, and if they do that small lining lineup without Ennis Cantor out there, then they are going to still be hurting for rebounds. And you almost have to wonder if him and Hayward won't. I know we always talk about it at the wing position, but I almost wonder if that power forward slash small forward position with Brown and and uh, and Hayward becomes almost more of just a full-on wing. And I know Brad's always talked about that. There's a center and there's a guard, you know, like a point guard, and then there's there's wings, right, basically. but Or there's forwards and guards and wings. I can't remember exactly how he had that. But uh, but at the end of the day, Brown playing that position, you got to think he and Hayward are going to end up doing a lot of switching um, and maybe even Tatum as well. Oh, I think, yeah, I think so. And I think y- – that the other interesting piece is the defense that Marcus Smart was playing on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis, who led the Greek team with a minus 17, uh, whoops, uh, on that part, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> Greece isn't going to go too far. And gets and we'll, yanked in the fourth quarter, too. Absolutely, yeah. And they made a little bit of a spirited comeback, not really, but with him on the bench, which I thought was – Somewhat interesting. I mean, yeah, and his brother and his brother leading the way. Sure, that, yeah, sure. Uh, but but smart playing defense there. So the the uh, you know the biggie smalls lineup as you want to call it. I think you know Nick or or whomever in the home offices of the CLNS 
media empire, uh, Death Squad. I like Death Squad. I'm actually, I'm kind of in for Death Squad. It's got kind of, there's some, some weird Celtics Twitter stuff. I, you're not buying it. I know. But I'm, I'm on oh, board. Oh, you were watching my face? I did. <laughs> I saw your face. And I'm like, he's like, no, I, don't I, like have, I just don't understand how it's connected to anything, right? I just death squads, like we see them all over Central America. I mean, that's kind of the, you know, these uh, Marxist uh, uh, regimes, uh, you know, or insurgents. I mean, I, I think it works. But okay, you're not. I, I just let it let that one marinate for you. That's okay. all I'm saying. Let like, it marinate. I, I mean, listen, I'm totally fine if we put Biggie Smalls in the past. I just. <laughs> I like Death Squad. It sounds scary, you know. Like almost sounds a little bit like Star Wars, Death Star, Death Squad. But I just don't. I'm just not sure that I totally. What kind of a death? Are we talking about a, a fast paced death, or are we talking about you know slow, painful death? Like I just, you know, I just the association isn't quite there for me. They have one job and one job only, which is to to murder, to kill, to create <laughs> death. <laughs> That's okay. their job. That's what they do. You know, the Celtics, that, that lineup has one okay, job. Okay, you know what? I'm willing to, to go with it. I'm willing to go with it if, if they actually do that. If they put teams away, you know what I mean? For good, then they get it, but they're going to have to earn it. I, I just can't see Death Squad going out easy. Like, but yeah. You gotta, right. I totally agree. You need to, I think you need to earn your name. And it's like people, I mean, there were t-shirts and all this bench with attitude type stuff a year ago. Remember this? Bench with attitude, right? We got Marcus Morris and we got Smart and yeah, where'd that go? Yeah, there was plenty of attitude, <laughs> but it wasn't necessarily about the bench. So, you know, look, let's, let's, we just sit this thing and, and organically it will come from. But if you have more play for Marcus Smart, who only played 17 minutes. What about but Death he, with he attitude? Was second, he was second I, on the lead, second on the on the team in plus minus, you know. So the guy played 17 minutes. He played, let's see, one, two, three, fourth. He played the fourth least minutes of anybody on the in that game against Greece, and he had the second best plus minus. Take a note, pop. Take a note, you know. And we and love, we love smart. He's a leader. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and. You know, so does that mean he's going to be in the starting lineup? So it's going to be Kemba, Smart. Like again, here's that death squad, right? If you if you realize that he can play that kind of defense and he's doing it in, if for Team USA, then you've got Kemba and Smart, and then I guess you're saying Tatum at the three, Brown at the four, and Hayward at the five. Is that how that's like laying out? Or I don't think you start. You're not going to start with it. I don't think you start with it. I you think, think you finish it with finish yeah. him? Yeah, exactly. See, that's exactly. Where, that's where I can kind of tie in the death squad with that, but they have to earn it because it could right. be the dead squad, right? They could come out and get killed. They could right. get murdered, right? Absolutely, yeah. And and last year's team, if it was bench with attitude, yeah, it, that absolutely, it's the same same sort of. I think this is a team. This group. If they can play well, they earn it. But if they play like garbage, like the team last year did, well, there you go. And they, <laughs> you know, it is. They're the dead squad, and, and they go in and they lose games. So it, it's, it's <laughs> all season long, stuff. dude. It's going to be like, is it? Yeah, I, who's going to show up tonight? Is it going to be the dead squad or the death squad? Maybe. Maybe. 
We really don't know. I mean, that's, that's the weird thing about this. You know, I, I was listening to, uh, you know, Zach Lowe and, and Simmons. They were talking about, you know, what these, this Celtics team's going to be. And most, you know, they're saying, Celtics probably have the best chance of being the third seed in the East. But there's some upside potential for some upper, other teams and so forth. Totally understand it. Totally get it. You know, but the big problem is the front man, the front court rotation. Well, if you aren't, if you're, minimizing that piece of your roster by putting in a, a lot more into your five best players who are clearly not among those front court players. Eh. You know, and 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 in a game like you <laughs> there said, it is again. Eh. Yeah. Eh. I mean, if you you go up against Giannis and his brother and you know Papa Giannis and all these other guys uh you know on the Greek team and Effectively, three of your four guys are are some of the best players out there for Team USA. That that that's leading you down a path. Nine rebounds from Jalen Brown. If the Celtics could get, if he could average seven a game, six or seven a game, Celtics are going to win fifty five games. Wow, fifty five. Yeah, we were stretching that earlier. Remember. Like we if, were talking about that a few weeks ago, and it was like, I don't know if we can go all the way to fifty-five. A couple of years it, ago, we did, but and we don't have Horford, and now you're 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 actually putting it right out there, fifty-five. Well, if if Jalen Brown rebounds, well, I, 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 and I and I probably should say this. I mean, look, look at you know uh, Tatum average six, uh, Brown average four. Uh, you know, let's see, what did Hayward average? Last year, he averaged four and a half, right? If you could get each of those guys up two or three rebounds a game, which is, which is quite a bit. I mean, like that, most people don't, you don't see that. But if you can pick up six to eight rebounds more a game, like I, I really think that changes, um, you know, the way that you look at this team and, and if they're getting those loose balls, well, it's all those and extra, it was those all the extra guys, opportunities that killed them last year. There's no doubt. Sure. The other team getting the second sure. and third. Like, how many times did you see our opponents get a third shot? Like, they played – and that'll kill your defense. If you can't secure the defensive rebound, you, you're going to have played multiple possessions of very successful defense and then only to wind up finally breaking down because you're exhausted from committing to it and they get a third opportunity before you get your chance on offense. That's a that's a killer. It's an emotional killer too, and it did happen several times last year. But as a reminder, you can follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live, as well as your hosts, I'm at CSL underscore Justin and John is at CSL underscore Duke, the entire CLNS Media Network at CLNS Media, Facebook.com slash CLNS fans. Download the CLNS media app for ios and android simply search clns media in your app marketplace youtube.com slash clns media for high definition and pretty soon full-length locker room interviews the garden report the round table and yours truly that's right celtic stuff live football are you ready get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners BetOnline.ag. Sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus reward on your first deposit and start betting on your favorite pro or college team. Bet on every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Bet on who the first starting quarterback to be benched will be. How about that one, John? Bet on who's going to win the Heisman Trophy. 
Get the fastest odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head on over there, B-E-T-O-N-L-I-N-E dot A-G, or use your mobile device to join today. And use promo code CLNS50. That's going to get you 50% as a welcome bonus with a minimum deposit of $55. That's what's required to qualify for that special bonus. Again, CLNS50, heading on over to betonline.ag. Please see BetOnline's general rules for additional terms and conditions. So, John, as we're getting ready to go watch the Patriots game in about 14 minutes, so this show's going to wrap pretty quickly here, but I do want to sort of make this parallel. Now, on the one hand, one angle from our sports fan sort of perspective was negative towards Anthony Davis for going over to the Lakers and kind of shunning other teams, and I don't want to go there and trying to control that narrative. I would say much less involvement in terms of social media. But then on the other end, we're the benefiters as Patriots fans of Antonio Brown essentially trying to cause problems is what it's starting to look like, John, and uh, get his butt fired from the team he was traded to. Of course, he signed a pretty big contract, but now he wants a Super Bowl. No better place to get it than the Patriots. So there you go. That's your your betonline.ag football shout-out. But I guess the point is is we're moving into a new era of sports, and it's really been predominantly highlighted by the NFL and the NBA where players are getting – a great deal more control over where they wind up. And you almost have to wonder if they're really it, – it, it, it's almost disingenuous in terms of signing the contract. Like, hey, it's a contract, but I don't really actually have to do anything in this contract. I can hold out, et cetera. I mean, I remember having a conversation over the weekend, and I can't remember the player, former Patriots player, I think, who said he basically held out all through training camp every year, just so he didn't have to participate in training camp. He was always going to resign. He was always going to stay. He was totally happy, just didn't want to risk, uh, take the risk of getting injured during preseason, so played the holdout game and waited until season one before they hit the field. This kind of stuff, I, I get it in terms of a player wanting to control, you know, sort of their destination and control, uh, you know, where, where they play, but, you know, then why sign, why sign a big, in the you know in the first place right if you're not willing to stick around then ride out your contract and hit the road then uh it's it's kind of getting out of control and, and the whole and there are a lot of agents at work uh behind the scenes as well with a lot of this too but i mean i know you're upset at rich paul do you see the same parallels here or are they not as similar as as maybe i just characterized no i i think you're right I, I, look i we are you and i are from a different generation Right, we're now at that point where we're, we're like, you know, get off our lawn. And I was a kid, you didn't get paid right. crap, and you liked it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, that's where we are. I mean, we're, we're, uh, it's difficult because we just have a different perspective, uh, than the guys in their twenties and thirties right now, you know, and I think with, I think you see it with Brown, you see it with LeBron, you see it with what Anthony Davis did. There's just there's not as much of a connection to uh, the institutions and the franchises in this case, uh, or or even you know the leagues, uh, or even sometimes their teammates uh, that there once was. I mean, people are much more individualistic than they've ever been. You know, uh, they're not as focused on 
what keeps them, uh, what makes them alike. They're much more focused on what makes them different, uh, themselves different. Not to go too, too deep on this, but, but I, I, you know, I look at, you know, Antonio Brown and I look at the, you know, these, what we saw here, these past couple, uh, years here, particularly in the NBA and the decisions being made are about guys wanting to do what's best for them. And they're not looking at, it's, it's, the 2008 Celtics, or I should say the 2012 Celtics, right? The old, uh, you know, Ray Allen go or not go thing bothers me and bothers guys like Garnett and Pierce because that's of a different generation, right? Like that's, you know, that, and Ray is too, but Ray said, Hey, I gotta do what's best for me. I gotta do what's best for me in this situation. Uh, it took less money to do it, but but he felt that that he was doing what was best for him in in our day. <laughs> but even you know, it, it, there wasn't as much of a of a pull for that. It was much more about like, hey, I got, I want to stay, and the and the and the rules were different. The rules were much more uh, uh, supportive of teams keeping you know guys in place. Now you can go whenever you want. You get shorter contracts. Uh, you know, there's there's just much more freedom of movement, but. The people themselves, the players themselves, they want that agency of themselves, and they want to have the rights to make those decisions. And that's why old heads like you and I have a harder time, I think, dealing with it because it is it's a it's a break from what what made them who they are. And the young guys are saying, "Yeah, but I want to do what's best for me and mine." So it's it's a, just a different outlook, I guess, right? Well, it is. And, you know, I guess one of the things is, you know, you like watching players like that's what made Paul Pierce such a unique scenario. Right. He wound up playing almost his entire career with the Celtics and at least enough that it wasn't as painful to see him go over the Brooklyn Nets at the very end. It wasn't it wasn't ideal, but the team did need to move on. He wanted to try to compete. Um, He wound up having a really fun season, I'd say you know, in Washington, which was kind of cool, but there wasn't like this weird ill feeling that he didn't finish out his career, but boy, it would have been nice. Right. Mm. And that kind of thing, like you just don't even expect that anymore. Even, even to go back to football, like Tom Brady being with the Patriots and still, you know, 20 some odd years later, it feels like, right. Like that's just, that's just unheard of. And I think that does generate brand loyalty if you're shuffling the deck on players and coaches and that's kind of why i told you i wasn't really in on the anthony davis thing like that didn't that didn't make or break it for me like it did you know for a lot of other people and yourself included right because Mm -hmm. i kind of felt like ah yeah but where's how do you like really associate with the I, i get that you associate with the brand the celtics but so much of it is associating with the players and the development you know and and maybe as Brad hopefully continues his career and stays with the Celtics and does maybe something along the lines of, you know, Team USA's Greg Popovich, right, where it's kind of an institution. And and you're not necessarily pulling people in and out all the time, but you can sub a couple of guys here and there. I mean, he did have Tim Duncan for the entire length of his career, but there were plenty of other guys that kind of came and went, you know, Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Tony was really there for the most of it too. But I think if you establish a, a culture and a system that maybe that helps outweigh that a little bit as long as, you know, you're committing to players for a decent amount of time. But it does 
that does take something away, I think, for the fan base. And even as excited as I am to watch the Patriots tonight, even though I know Antonio Brown won't be suited up, and to potentially see, you know, them go on and, and win, you know, another Super Bowl as favorites this year, et cetera, et cetera. There is this weird thing where it's kind of like, eh, but is, is Antonio Brown going to be my favorite player on the Patriots? No. You know, he's going to kind of be, you, you know, who was kind of similar to that that I liked was like a Corey Dillon. Because you almost thought his career was over. Like when the Pats pick up a guy like that who just kind of seems like he's on the, the latter stage and maybe he needs to prove himself again. But that's not really the case with Brown. Do you know what I mean? So there's no feel-good story there. And uh, and that's that's kind of, you know, it's that front-runner thing that gets a little bit. It's a little bit squirrely sometimes for me. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I, Corey Dillon was was considered a, a bad apple when he came here too. You know, I mean, he. Yeah, but I'm he, saying that he wasn't as I mean, good either at that point, right? Like well, he was, he was approaching thirty. He was on the downside as a running back. But you know what Brown's, I mean? Brown's thirty, so I mean, he's. I, I hear what but you're saying. But a wide receiver. But a wide receiver. It's different well, running back versus wide receiver. I, I don't think he was. I don't think I felt like he was on his way out. I think. He was, he'd worn out his welcome, you know, and I, I think, I think the situations are somewhat similar, uh, you know, Moss as well. Uh, but again, those were trades. Yeah, Moss is, yeah, those yeah. weren't, you know, pulling a nutty and posting videos and just, I mean, this is, this is a new, a I think new my favorite, I'm free like a bird of flying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even, it's I don't like even know. I mean, look, I care about his winning football games and, and I think, you know, that's what he'll do. But you, you know, you look at what, uh, a guy like Kawhi did, right? Kawhi took extraordinary measures because he didn't trust the Spurs. That's what we think. And that's not normal. Actually, that's that is pretty weird. normal. Yep. That's a good, yep. Right? I mean, yep. he basically destroyed that franchise because he didn't trust the Spurs anymore. Nobody else feels that way. It's this weird thing. Other teammates were completely, you know, floored by it, but here we are. Um, now I don't think this is a good thing. <laughs> I don't think it's good for sports. I don't think it's good for, uh, society. <laughs> oh God, how deep is that? But I, I just no, don't, I like agree. The idea of at any cost, I can, I can opt out of what I have because I want something better. Because I think those things should pull. I no, think it's the should, erosion of integrity. Yeah, the erosion of integrity. Someone I totally could, get it, dude. Someone could bring up the political aspects of this that certain people can run for the highest office of the land, and regardless of how they have acted, that's that's independent of of what you believe. But uh, some may say the certain occupant uh, at the moment oh, oh, no. some serious decisions. You know what? This um, is what happens. In their past. This is what and, happens. And it chases after them. And this it should is, chase after yeah. them. This and is yet. what happens. This is what happens <laughs> when we don't get enough tweets about sushi from the outtakes last Bingo. week. Bingo. <laughs> we John, John is digging – for somebody to come at him. <laughs> come at me, right. bro. <laughs> Speaking of coming at it, it's three minutes away from game time. We're gonna wrap this baby. I don't think there's gonna be any outtakes. I think we're gonna we're gonna slide away on outtakes for this week, but we will be back next week. The outtakes will be back and we'll be one step closer to yep. training camp. And and to connect it. 
Grant Williams and Taco Fall are at the Patriots uh Steelers game. And Sweet. I believe Taco Fall will, will be put into the game if they need to block a field goal in the last few moments. So uh look for that. He would be one heck of a receiver. <laughs> he would just get broken. He would just get broken. He would get broken. Would I get... have to say, just put him in front of the center and block the kick. I mean, really. Right. I mean, that's... This, this is the outtakes. We've just done it before we closed <laughs> it. So there you go. You got your outtakes. You're welcome. Before the outtake. You're, you're still welcome. <laughs> this broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. Heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show. For staff writer Samuel Elias. Executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso. And for my co-host John Duke, I'm Justin Poole. And thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. Celtic Stuff Live.